let me ask you, do you move well, eat well, and sleep well? Do you feel that modern medicine is looking out for your best interest? Do you know how to take care of your body so you can stay pain-free and in the activities you love? Do you know what options you have? If not, that's a problem, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Trevor Folter, and welcome to the Green Bay Health Project Podcast. Green Bay Health Project podcast is sponsored by Movement Performance and Rehabilitation, where we help the athletes and active adults move better, perform better, stay pain-free, and in the sports and activities that they love. We do this by focusing on their movements and optimizing their mobility, stability, and strength. Your body is your greatest tool, and when you move better, you feel better, and you thrive. So head to movementgb.com, that's mvmtgb.com, to learn how we can help you stay active and pain-free for life. What's going on, guys? It's Trevor with the Green Bay Health Project podcast, and today I'm joined by an online women's wellness coach, NLP trauma-informed practitioner, host of Shed the Shame podcast, Jenny Whitens. Uh, we were we were just talking before we hit record and had some gold coming out, Jenny. Like. <laughs> so thanks for taking more time out of your day. <laughs> of course. It's always it's always fun chatting with you. We yeah. always have some great combos, so it's it's all good. Thanks for having me on, by the way. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad like we were supposed to do this last week, you know, shit kinda hit the fan. <laughs> and yeah. uh, shit here we happens. Are. That's it does. So is life. So is life. Yeah. But I get it. I know, right? We uh yeah. We, it actually worked out okay because yeah. I don't know that I was ready because I was having, we were talking before too, just kind of like winter sucks <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure I was in the right frame of mind to be chatting on here. Yeah. I think that's what happened with me a little bit too. Like, you know, we had had some stuff going on and I was mm-hmm. like super stressed and I think it all just kind of accumulated and hit me yeah. all at once. And I was like a couple days beforehand, I like, yeah, I'm not really feeling the best. And then that morning, I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. No, see, I'm the right person for that to have happened with because I'm like, yep, you take care of you first and let's do this when we're, when, when you're, when we are feeling well and up to it. Cause we want to give the listeners our best, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And like, that's why we should have hit record 15 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get work, right? Yeah, for sure. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mentioned some of the stuff you do, um, but if you want to go into a little bit about your background and tell us a little bit more about what you do, expand on some of that Mm -hmm. terminology I shot out there, that'd be, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, I, I like to think of myself as, uh, like a mindset master mentor and, Mm. I primarily work with like disconnected women and um, uh, I'm trauma informed. So um, I know how to work around trauma and um, I help women just kind of heal their emotions and become aware of their behavior patterns. Um, I do a lot of awareness work and uh, mindset work. And really the focus of what I do is to help women get unstuck. Um, and just remember how to be who they really are or discover who that is and just be shamelessly confident and happy. And, um, 
a lot of the techniques I use, uh, I use neuro-linguistic programming, uh, brain rewiring. Um, in my former life, I was a teacher, so I have uh, master educator credentials. Um, yeah, so I've, uh, I've dabbled and done a lot, <laughs> and I've studied even more than that. So um, there's a lot there's a lot going on here, but um, my my journey has led me to to being in this space. And um, when you finally get to that space where you know you're practicing your purpose, that's really where it's at. And so um, I kind of like I help women with that too when they're feeling lost and stuck and um, just kind of hopeless and helpless. Um, I help I do a lot of work with motivation and. Um, help uh helping to ease symptoms of depression and anxiety um that those are some things that i've struggled with as well in life so so yeah i uh that's that's my thing i i have uh, one-on-one clients that i work with so i take on um one-on-one clients and i do sessions over zoom every week with them and then um i also have a uh a, a membership called the Confidently Clear and Connected Community. And the four C's. A, the four C's, <laughs> C-C-C-C. That's a, a women's only um, online mentorship where um, it's a private group and we're a community and it's a safe space. And if you're on a budget and you've been looking for you know, mental and emotional support, that's where you can um, get connected. And I do... Uh, live calls with the women in there every other week so you can get support. But then I also have educational modules that you can work through to learn all kinds of stuff. And that's all being built out. And it's actually right now it's in a private Facebook group, a private secret Facebook group. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then with that, I have uh, my podcast, Shed the Shame. And Mm -hmm. that's where I talk about all this stuff. I also do a little bit of freelancing. Um, I do. A, I'm a mindset coach in a women's nutrition and fitness uh, group. A woman that I know. Um, she's a, she's a coach, an online coach, and she has a, a pretty large group of women. And I'm one of the coaches for her. And every other week, I do a a training and a support call inside of there. And so uh, that's been really cool too. You do it all. Basically, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I don't know. It doesn't feel like a lot, but every time I talk about it, then yeah. it kind of seems like a lot. But I don't know. It's yeah, so I think weird. We but I guess that... when you're doing what you love, it doesn't exactly feel like so much. So exactly, and you kind of touched on that yeah. um, before when you said like you used to be a teacher, but now you kind of found the. It came full circle. I mean, you're, yeah. you're teaching in a way, but in a way that you're like really passionate Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, um, I was a middle school teacher for like 12 years mm-hmm. and, um, you know, first of all, teaching is really hard and well, in the public school system, in any, in any arena, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, a lot of times a thankless job. It's jumping through a lot of hoops. It's doing a lot of shit you never signed up for. Mm-hmm. It's all kinds <laughs> of stuff. And, um, you know, the last few years when I was teaching, I knew it wasn't in the right 
place. I knew I shouldn't be there. I felt bad for being there because um, like I knew there was this bright eyed kid fresh out of college that would die to be in my classroom. And uh, it wasn't that I was a bad teacher. I was a really good teacher. I, I, I was teaching. I was coaching multiple sports, like, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, and at the time when I uh, retired from teaching, I would have told, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, burnt out. I, I can see how you could, would want to quit. And at the time I was like, no, like I, I didn't burn out. I just... I think it was a combination. Like I was burnt out from the system, mm. but I wasn't burnt out okay. from teaching. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, 100%. um, I, yeah, I, I created my own, my own teaching business, I guess. Like I, I just wasn't in the right environment. And so then I created an environment that was right for me. And so if any women are listening, if that's the one message you can take away today is, um, yeah, if you're feeling less than, inspired by what you're doing or how you're doing it there is another way you don't have to remain feeling trapped where you're at you can you can figure it out there will be bumps along the way but when you get on the other side dang i know you can relate to this too 100 percent. like yeah that's what i was thinking when you were talking i was like man you're just like preaching to the choir right now because mm. i mean when i used to work in the college it was like i was i left because i was burned out I loved what I did, but I didn't love, I didn't anymore love like where I was doing it or how yeah. I was doing it. And then when I first moved up here, it was like, you know, I still like kind of tearing things apart, putting pieces back together. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like that, but I didn't, again, didn't, wasn't crazy about the setting. So it was like, I have two choices, either create my own or leave and like, Yep. find like something else and it's like i know i didn't want to leave the profession so mm -hmm. it's like now we just gotta kind of create it yeah how we how we want to do it how we feel like it best suits us and how we can like reach more people right like people and that's that terrifying stuff. yes especially when you're you know the the biggest stuff like for myself is like the business side of stuff the back end side of stuff like my magic is in what I do and how I help people and in the sessions I have with my clients. Um, but then all the back end stuff to do that, like it's really, um, it can get overwhelming, mm -hmm. you know, like what you see, like with me on Instagram, like that's just a sliver. And to be able to, the hardest thing I think for me is, uh, being able to get across what I do on a platform that mm -hmm. is like disconnected you yeah. know what i mean like mm -hmm. i connect with people um but then on social media it's not that much like you it, it allows you i was thinking about this the other day like social media is weird because it's like it disconnects you from the outside world right but yet it also allows you to connect with so many other people right. you can learn from mm -hmm. and um so yeah it's kind of a double-edged sword and so yeah for me a lot of that stuff um putting yourself out there to to have an audience to tell them like what you do and how you help um that's i don't know maybe the the biggest hurdle but i mm -hmm. have found i have found ironically enough that uh networking like this like talking to people on podcasts and having guests on my podcast mm -hmm. 
that's probably been the the best the best way to reach people. Yeah. Um, and that's not even why I started my podcast. I started my podcast because uh, I wanted to. I don't know. I had <laughs> I I had a I had an inner like intuition to do that. And so I just figured it out. And I wanted to talk about these issues that keep women stuck and keep women just feeling like shit and burnt out and um, overwhelmed, you know, because I, you know, we needed, we needed a voice and a safe place to talk about that. I, I wanted a place where women could come and say like, yes, that's how I feel. And how, what can I do? Like, give me some tips to help with that. And so that's what I try to do on my podcast. And the reason I named it Shed the Shame is because, you know, I know not just women, but, you know, that's primarily my audience. Like we carry so much guilt and shame. And what purpose does it serve? It's all manufactured by what we are programmed by society to think that we need to do or have to do or the boxes we have to check. And then when we don't do it perfectly, we feel like total shit about it. And so, um, yeah, when that title came to me, um, for my podcast, I was like, yeah, this is, this is what we're going to talk about. I want to talk about how to shed the shame around women taking care of themselves, the whole self-care thing. Mm -hmm. I want to let women know that self-care doesn't mean going and get getting your nails done and shit like that. Like <laughs> if that can be a form of self-care for some women, but that's not going to heal your soul. That's mm -hmm. not going to lead you to your purpose unless your purpose is to be a nail tech or something. I don't know, but <laughs> I'm getting a little technical, but you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, that's why I kind of created that podcast because um, I wanted to have those tough conversations, but I, it also gives me a platform to really teach. Um, and so a lot of the trainings I do inside that group that I said, I'm in a coach inside of, um, I record those and I put those on my podcast. So on a lot of those, you'll hear real women discussing their struggles, um, mainly with like diet and exercise and, and weight and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's a powerful topic for women. That's another thing we feel a lot of shame around. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, there's those conversations. I do a lot of solo casts. I have on um, guests, just uh, all kinds of different people. I have on fellow, you know, coaches, life coaches. Um, I, oh my gosh. Yeah, you just got to check it out. There's all kinds of oh, yeah. good stuff on there. It's yeah, very, it's very, um, I think, kind of all encompassing and it gives you a place. And the thing, like, I talk a lot about motivation on that podcast mm. and, like, getting going and feeling like you. And and you could argue that, uh, you know, a lot of my episodes deal with motivation, but there's a lot of ways to come at trying to feel motivated again. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So one episode might not land with you and what I talk about on that episode, but the next episode on motivation, that one might. So they're all a little bit different and they all use, you know, I, I use different techniques and things um, in each episode to, to talk about those tough subjects, yeah. those right. topics that we, uh, that we need to talk about. 
It's good though. I mean, yeah. people need that. And it's those uncomfortable conversations that kind of yield change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I wanted a, a place where women could be like, yes, that's how I feel. Yes. I feel ashamed or I feel guilty about that. Why is that? And then to provide some insight into, well, you don't have to, mm-hmm. you don't have to feel bad about taking care of yourself because a better you means a bet, you know, you can put forth, um, your best self and then that's what people deserve out of you. Right. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's a disservice when women wear themselves out. It's a disservice to everybody around us mm-hmm. and everybody around them because, um, we have so much to offer, but we're not told that yeah. we're not told that enough. So if yeah. you're listening, you're enough. Nice. You have I mean, so a, much to offer. Yeah. There's a reason why, like, on planes, they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first, mm-hmm. right? Like, you can't take care of other people until you can take care of yourself. And you don't have, like, like you just said, you can't offer the best to somebody else. Like, everybody wants to help. Like, I think our intuition, like, our deep passions are to provide services to others, like, help yeah. others. But you can't do that really effectively if you're just kind of letting yourself wither away in the background. Yeah. Like you're not giving your best self to everybody else while neglecting your own self. Yeah. And I like to kind of talk about that. Like, you know, you think of yourself as like a, like a battery, right? And you just get drained and drained and drained and drained. And when you're completely drained and you don't have much, if anything, left to give, this. <laughs> what you do give is going to probably be kind of shitty, right? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's, it's not going to be your best work. Let's just say that. Um, And so you got to keep recharging that battery. You have to keep filling yourself back up so that you can pour into others. And um, it's so crucial to do that. So we're conditioned to think that um, if we give to ourselves, if we put any energy or effort into taking care of ourselves, that that's selfish, you know, and actually that line of thinking is a disservice to everybody because, um, it, it's literally like driving women into a mental health crisis, Mm. honestly, is what that, that is doing. And we are programmed to think that that's true. And so, you know, that'll bring me to that what if question that we were talking yeah, about good. before. Yeah, like, <laughs> Here it is. what if that didn't have to be the storyline? Mm-hmm. What if you could take care of yourself and you could, like, give to your family and be good at your job? Like, what if you had enough energy to do all of that? What if you had the resources to do all that? What would it feel like to feel that way Mm -hmm. what would it feel like to be energized and excited every day instead of completely overwhelmed and drained and anxious and depressed and you know whatever else Mm -hmm. um what if you could do the things that make you feel good without feeling guilt or shame around them Mm -hmm. that's a big one it's huge we like you said we were talking about we've talked about that when we met, we talked about mm-hmm. it before this, like, yeah, it's a game changer because you people hear it, it catches them off guard, I think. 
and it makes him really think. So I used to actually, <laughs> I used to say this when I was a middle school teacher. I used to say to my kids when they were, my students, when they were like misbehaving and just making things difficult in class, I would get up in front and I'd be like, listen, you guys. And so you have to, you have to understand first. I was, I was a very different person back then. Mm -hmm. I was the like, I don't cry. Uh, the, the only emotion I show is like anger and toughness. Yeah. Like I was a tough cookie. I was <laughs> like, I'm, I don't take no shit from nobody kind of gal. I can right? see that. I can see yes. that. Yeah. There's that spark in there. And yeah. so I would get in, in front of the class and I'd be like, listen, guys, like you don't want me irritated, right? Cause you know what happens if I'm irritated, <laughs> then I can't teach very well. And if I can't teach very well, then you're not learning. And if you're not learning, then you're going to flunk school. If you flunk school, then you can't get a job. And if you can't get a job, how are you going to feed yourself? How are you going to have a successful future? So do you see how this ripple effect is taking place just by you guys acting up right now? And so, um, yeah, it was kind of a joke, but it was kind of serious. Right. And then, then they'd get their shit together and things were fine. So it worked. But I, I also, I'm actually dead serious about that. Like, I say that to my kids sometimes. Not often, because they're pretty good. But once in a while, I'll be like, you guys are draining me right now. I need to go, like, get, like, I need to go do my workout. Because if I don't do my workout, I am not going to be a good mom. Hmm. And you want me to be a good mom, right? I want to be a good mom for you. And so in order to be a good mom, like, I got to get my workout in. Or I have to go, like chill out like whatever it is that works for you to fill your cup back up like you have to do it so you can be there for others and so I tell me because that and they get it like they don't pull it against me they don't like it's not um it's not I'm not trading time away from them to self selfishly do something for myself do you know what I'm saying we we think that um there's like that's how that's how time and energy works like i only have this like finite amount of time and energy and if i'm not giving it to my family then i'm a loser then i'm selfish then i'm a jerk then like what kind of mother am i and really what kind of mother are you if you're not giving yourself what you need and showing them how to do it along the way mm. so they don't like we need to break this cycle we need mm. to break this cycle of selflessness so to speak um because it's like like i said it's a it's a crisis for women um because we're feeling guilty and for no reason at all and um and that's what Part of what led me to leave teaching uh, was because I felt really bad that basically I was hanging out with other people's children more than I was seeing my own children. And I knew more about other people's children than I did my own children. My kids were small and I, you know, between teaching and coaching, yeah, a lot. I was barely seeing them and I felt like I didn't know who they were. and that was not a good feeling, <laughs> mm -hmm. but I'm also not like, uh, 
like a stay at home mom type either. Like that's not my thing either. I know that is for a lot of women, um, you know, and I, that's like the ultimate, like I have more respect for, for moms that do that. And even dads that do that too. Like that's, that's amazing. That's a, that's the hardest thing to do in the world. Um, but I knew for me, I needed something else. Um, I, I needed, because that, that's just not who I am to like fully be in that. Um, and, but everybody's different and that's the, like, you need to cultivate awareness around who you are and what you need to feel fulfilled. And some women feel completely and utterly fulfilled to the brim by giving everything, um, to their family. And that's cool. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that there's a whole lot of women out there who, uh, that, that doesn't work for. Um, including myself. And so, yeah, you have to have other things that fulfill you and bring you joy and then savor those things. It's not like a guilty pleasure to do that. Like that's what life's about. You're here to enjoy the things that makes us human. Mm -hmm. Like we're having a human experience. So let's go find the things that light you up and fully enjoy them. Um, and then I think the biggest lesson there too, is we, we get to do that in front of our kids and then teach them how to do the same thing. Because what does any mom want for their kids? They want them to be happy and healthy. Right. And if we continue, um, this perpetuating that storyline that has been passed to us from past generations of, of like doing everything for them and nothing for ourselves, right? Then how are we teaching them to be happy and healthy? We're, we're teaching them to burn out. We're teaching mm-hmm. them to be miserable. We're teaching that, you know what I'm saying? Like we're not teaching them how to embrace the things that bring them joy and to actually create time and put energy forth into pursuing those things. Like we want our kids to be happy. We want other people to be happy and, and experience life with vigor and just utter excitement. And so, yeah, that's what I try to, that's my message. That's my message. That's what I try to convey, um, and work with, with people. And then, you know, it, it's sometimes I make it sound kind of simple, but then we're fighting a lot of other things in the way, like you know, with my clients, I can tell them all day long, well, just do something you love. Mm -hmm. But if they're fighting past trauma, if they're, um, fighting depression or anxiety or, you know, family members that are difficult or, and, you know, so they don't know how to set boundaries, all, all that type of stuff, you know, that's where, you know, when I work with a client, that's kind of where I help break it down and we have awareness around what happens here that makes you do this and and that sort of stuff. And so that's that breakdown of uh, having awareness and how powerful that is and how it gives you your power back when you understand all the intricacies in your life and how they're working together to form these behavior patterns, to form where your mindset is to to keep you stuck um yeah 
happiness is a choice because you have to take action in order to uh, experience it. It doesn't just happen. That's so, big. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a strong statement right there. Like, yeah, I know people don't like it. I don't yeah. like it either. Right. I don't like that. Like, yeah, yeah I just want to be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hard. I've been struggling hard the last two weeks. Like the, the last two Same. last week, I had just weird shit happen. It was just one weird thing after another, and just one of those draining weeks, yeah. right? And then, yeah. So honestly, when when we uh, had to reschedule, I wasn't mad about it because I was like, okay, this actually was meant to be pushed back a week because I need to freaking breathe for a minute here. Mm. And so, um, it was, yeah, it all worked out. It's, it's so good, but I will tell you my old self would have been, you know, like 10 years ago, I would have been like, Oh, freaking great. Now we're postponing and now this is happening. I would have looked at that situation, like another bad thing happening during my week. Mm -hmm. But now that I have awareness and I've cultivated this, um, like I'm just so much more in touch with my body and my emotions and you know, what my, what my body and mind need Mm -hmm. at any given moment. I looked at that and I was like, Oh good. Like that's more time that I have now that I can give back to me to make sure that I'm recharging for the Mm -hmm. week or to do this or to do what I need. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and I always try to tell women too, as far as when you're, when you're trying to find a different perspective for self-care and you feel guilty about it, um, like you wouldn't tell your kid, like if they have a cold, if they were like really sick or something, like, I hope you wouldn't be like, well, you're not sick. You're fine. Just go do this workout because a lot of women do this. Like we get like, for example, like a diet and nutrition plan because, you know, we have Mm. to be perfect and skinny and fit and be perfect moms and all this other crap. Mm -hmm. And so they're on a plan and then they get sick and then they still think they need to follow the plan when they're sick. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You need to get better. Mm -hmm. Like that. Your first priority is to take care of your body. Mm -hmm. And if you're forcing yourself to do a workout just to check it off, that's doing you more harm than good because it's putting you under more stress, which isn't going to help you heal. And like, you wouldn't do that to your kid. <laughs> like right. we, we need to treat ourselves like we would treat someone we care about. And we, oh, yes. we, don't, we don't do that at all. Yeah. That is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a massive thing. Like you think about it. I mean, people don't do that. Nope. They, that goes back to like, just, I mean, even think about like, we, I think about our dogs all the time. Like I'd, I'd, I'd put them first. I'd do way more for them yeah. than I would yeah. do like for myself. And mm-hmm. that's been a huge mindset shift that Erica and I have been going over like the past year, year and a half where we're like, okay, we really need to like start really taking care of ourselves because yeah, I mean, like you kind of touched on before owning your own business comes with a lot of different hats and you can mm-hmm. wear out and wear thin. super quick and like i feel the effects of that a lot erica does too and it's like Mm -hmm. okay how can we like we're we're not being of a benefit to anybody at this point yeah because we're just dwindling away and it's i think that is huge people don't treat themselves like they would treat others no it's a balancing act for sure 
And the thing is, is like, it's tough because we are taught that you just need to push through. Mm -hmm. You just need to overcome. You just need to pull yourself up by your bootstrap. You know, that whole thing, like if you put in the effort, then everything will come out hunky dory, like rainbows and unicorns on the other side. And that's not true. (laughs) That's not true. Like you are going to weigh yourself out. You're going to burn out. You're going to be overwhelmed and anxious. Um, Like it's, I will tell you that I never even knew that I was anxious and depressed basically my whole life up until like a few years, like five years ago. Hmm. I was like, oh, that's why I struggle to get out of bed. Hmm. Oh, because like for me, I'm actually, I was thinking last night and I'm actually going to do an episode on this. Um, You know, my struggle this winter, like I haven't, this winter has been real bad for me. Um, It's been the worst in the last few years. And the thing is for me that um, depression is sneaky with me because I, I do know that there's a depression and like I get tired and sleepy, but you have to know enough with your body where, okay, are you tired because you're tired? Like you're just physically tired or for me, like, am I tired because I'm slipping into a depressive episode? And it's really hard to tell the difference for me. Um, but I've gotten, I've gotten better at it. And so I have some tricks up my sleeve, but this, this time, um, like I've been really tired, like super tired. Like I'm, I'm getting lots of sleep at night, Mm -hmm. but then I struggle to get out of bed in the morning. I'm tired all day. Yesterday I took a nap because I I was sitting on the, I I came upstairs, you know, from doing some work and I sat on the couch and I was like, I can't keep my eyes open. Like, this is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. But I also was like, okay, I could force myself to like push through Mm -hmm. or why don't I experiment and see if taking like a 30 minute nap, like maybe that'll work for me. Like maybe that'll recharge my battery just enough and it won't be that much time. And then I'll feel better. And so I'm just like, that's where I'm at right now. Like I'm experimenting and I'm trying different things to see, well, what does make me feel better? What makes me feel worse? And that's that awareness piece that I was talking about before. But, you know, this time is sneaky too, because it's not that, and this is, this is the kind of depression that people, I think they, they don't realize that they're depressed because they, it's not that you're sad but it's not that you're happy, but you just kind of feel like numbish and sluggish and tired and like not exactly motivated. Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but the longer you're in that space, the more you start realizing that it's like sucking you down into this pit slowly and it's almost like it's happening so slowly that you can't realize it's happening like what what is that saying like when you boil a frog or 
what do you know what I'm talking I don't about? Know. So if you have a pot <laughs> of boiling know. water and you yeah. and you oh I'm gonna murder this. <laughs> you put a frog in it when the water's normal and you you turn the water on to boil it, the frog doesn't know that it's boiling alive because it has it keeps acclimating to the water getting warmer around mm. it until it's too late. And that's that's kind of like okay. what this feels like. Like it's happening so slowly and it and you know, there's some dissociated stuff going on too, where it's hard to feel present, but you know, that's where I can practice some like somatic stuff and getting back into your body because we escape in our head. We mm-hmm. think we're escaping, but that's exactly what's keeping us stuck mm-hmm. as we get into our head and we're not fully present and aware of what's happening in our body and that those are some of the tools and tricks that you can kind of implement and that I teach my clients um, that help them kind of snap out of some of those like that's a short-term solution sometimes when I start teaching it and have them practice it but when you practice it over a long period of time you start to become more aware of your body you start to become aware of how often you're living in your head instead of in the present moment Mm -hmm. and so um that awareness piece is it's just i can't state how important it is enough because once you become aware like (laughs) you realize you've been like sleepwalking through life yeah and you're like whoa oh my gosh how how was i living like that how and there's also this piece where (laughs) you're like God, I wish I didn't know what I know because now I I know it. And that becomes hard at times. And you wish you were sleepwalking. (laughs) But I promise on the other side of it, it's so much better. It's so much better. Yeah. We talk about awareness with um, our clients quite a bit. And like, obviously, it's a a little different. Um, I mean, it's, it's a mindset type thing, but it's typically around like some physical movement, like some pattern or something like that where they're like oh i'm picking up on so many things that i've probably been doing for such a long time that has kind of brought me to this point now yeah. i'm like yes they're like i'm just i'm, I'm thinking i'm overthinking it's like okay well we don't want to do that no. but we just want you to be aware of like the small intricacies of what we're trying to change so that mm-hmm. when we're not with you you're still aware you're still in the know and you keep building which then you start to see that mind shift mind shift like mm-hmm. with them because they're like, well, I can do this. I can yeah. get better. I don't have to feel like that. Like I love to see that little switch in mm-hmm. people where it's like, oh, that hurt or that used to hurt and now it doesn't. And I can do this stuff. Yeah. And it's like then there's excitement around, I mean, so much more. It's just than being in a gym or something. It's like life yeah. changing. Yeah, because when you when you teach people that awareness, just that bodily awareness, that physical awareness, um, like that's a great place to start with awareness, mm-hmm. first of all, because um, some of the things you want to cultivate with people is, well, first of all, trust your body, trust what it's telling you, and and like trust that you can feel safe and strong in your body. Mm-hmm. And so when people are going through, you know, pain management and they're like dealing with pain or they can't move a certain way when they're dealing with that for so long, you know, it's, it's like a, a beaten pup. Like right. the, the dog gets like yeah. kind of used to that, 
they're, they keep kind of shielding away and, um, and flinching. Right. And so starting to become aware of what's happening in your body is perfect. Like a perfect way to work with people. And, um, and the other thing is connected with that, you know, how many times do you have clients who they're becoming aware of like a pain or a type of movement or whatever, and then they come to you and they're like, oh my gosh, I noticed when I do this or this, like that either helps or hurts. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and so then they start connecting these different things. And then, you know, a lot of times what not a lot of times, most of the time people are completely unaware of how their um like emotions and trauma are connected to the pains in their body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so so that that can be completely game changing for people too because when you can start clearing that old stuff out, clearing and processing that trauma and um you know, those emotions that are stuck, a lot of times that pain clears out as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, a, that's a key thing too. A lot of times, oh my gosh, I just worked with a client. When did we do this? Like two weeks ago, I think she was talking about um, a part, like her back, her back and her neck was really bothering her. And she's like, well, you know, I've been working the store and bending over a lot and Mm. maybe I think it's you know probably because of that and you know her pattern is you know feel a physical symptom and immediately race to worst case scenarios and she gets there real quick and she's a nurse so it happens pretty Mm. fast she it's like her knowledge hurts her kind of you know what I mean she knows too much and so so she you know starts off with oh bending over and then oh my god what if it's my kidneys i can go into uh, kidney failure yeah. and i can die blah, blah, blah. Oh, like okay. it just like avalanches mm-hmm. and so you know we went through a somatic practice and i kind of connected okay well that air of your body is um you know it has to do with this you know with these thoughts and feelings and and this type of of, of stuff i I kind of have a format that I follow and mm-hmm. and uh and we just kind of started piecing things together <clears throat> and then we kind of got down to the emotional piece of what was going on and it's like like you said when they connect the dots and it's mm-hmm. like bam yep and her whole face was like oh my gosh that makes so much so much sense and and then we worked through that emotion we worked through that thing in the past mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she was like, oh my God, like, I don't even feel it anymore. Like, <laughs> it was crippling and now I don't even feel it anymore. That's awesome. And I'm like, yes. I'm like, that's exactly like why we do this. Like, it isn't what you think it is or what mm-hmm. you're told to think it is. Right. And, um, you know, for the, for the most part, I'm not saying like distrust medical professionals by any means. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, you absolutely can hurt yourself. There's two different kinds of trauma. There's physical trauma and there's emotional trauma. And they both can affect the body. That's the short, easy version. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think people realize that. No. Like we were talking before we recorded, there's times where people will come in by us and we go through the eval and see how they're moving and just basically all of that stuff. 
And like we have to look at them and say like things look good. Yeah. Like is this and that's where we start to go to like is this really a physical thing mm-hmm. or is there more go- going on which is outside of our expertise and practice so like where can we send you because we want to get you the help but like from a physical standpoint strength mobility all that stuff like things check out so there's more going on like Mm -hmm. typically and that's where you come in (laughs) yeah and i mean there's other um people out there you know i like you know what you keep saying is that we want to form this network where people can make the choices that work best for them. And that's really how you kind of have to advocate for yourself where, okay, I tried this and that doesn't seem to be helping. And instead of giving up and being like, well, I guess I'm just supposed to feel this way for the rest of my life and Mm -hmm. deal with this and, and whatever. Instead of doing that, like really start to explore all your options because what, like we're always inspired by, like people and stories where they like figured something out. Right. And then it changed their whole lives. Mm -hmm. But then we never do that for ourselves for the most part. Or I was like, we just accept what someone else tells us instead Mm -hmm. of exploring and listening to our intuition and like thinking, no, there's still like, I'm not dreaming that my back hurts. Like I'm not making this up. So there's gotta be something, there's gotta Mm -hmm. be something that can offer relief. Um, and sometimes, you know, I, I do understand too, that there are people out there that have like acute physical trauma in different parts of their body and pain management is a pain for lack of a better phrase. (laughs) It's, it's terrible. You know, my own dad deals with that. He's, um, had some serious back issues, um, you know, kind of result that he had a surgery and then stuff after that. It's kind of a long story, but um yeah so yeah there are situations that are more acutely physically trauma based but you know i think there are pieces of that too that mind body connection should not be overlooked um and yeah so that's a great message to kind of tell people to uh you know be on the lookout for that like don't don't believe that your options are limited um you know find find someone or something that can help you feel better because that's that's what this podcast is about like helping people feel better right and i mean scheme of things there's so many options available like if Mm -hmm. something like if you go somewhere and you it just doesn't like you're told something it doesn't resonate with you like Mm. go find somebody else like keep looking until you find like something that you feel makes sense because if internally if you don't feel good about it like you're probably onto something like mm-hmm. your gut I'm a, I'm a big believer in trusting your gut it if something mm-hmm. feels off it usually is like it's probably not the best thing for you yeah and I'll tell you like I've been uh, I've had that experience where you go to the doctor and they aren't very helpful yeah um it's this is actually how I discovered I had anxiety I didn't even know I had anxiety um and like five or six years ago, God, I don't even remember now, um, I was starting to get pains in my chest. Mm. And after about a week, my husband was like, "Um, so if it were me, what would you tell me to do? Mm -hmm. And I was like, go to the hospital. (laughs) (laughs) Quietly under your breath. 
He's like, yeah, maybe you should do that. And I'm yeah. like, ugh. <laughs> and I was fighting it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I went. And, you know, when you go to the hospital with chest pain, it's right. a serious deal. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went in and they did the whole, you know, cardio everything. thing, work up on you, yep. right? And then, you know, oh, everything looks good. Everything's fine. And I'm like, why do I feel like I can't breathe then? Why do mm-hmm. I feel like my chest is collapsing in on itself? Like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. Because it's a physical sensation right? when I mean, you get that not, chest tightness. And yeah. it is terrifying if you've never experienced it and you're mm-hmm. not familiar with it. It literally feels like you're having a heart attack. And I had heard that before, but I, like, I don't know. Until it happens to you, you're, like, completely unaware of how scary it is. Because mm-hmm. um, I had had it happen, like, the first time I had a really bad episode, like, I was driving. And I was driving home and I was trying to get home to my kids and I was like kind of freaking out. Mm-hmm. I made it home, by the way, and it, everything was fine. But yeah, a week after that, I finally went into the hospital. Cardiac workup is fine. Everything's good. And then they have you do a follow-up appointment with a cardiologist. So I go to this cardiologist and he basically told me that I was a hypochondriac. Oh, jeez. So I left that appointment in tears. Yeah. Wow. Feeling completely invalidated. No one even mentioned like stress or anxiety to mm-hmm. me. And so I had to figure it out for myself. And so in that moment, this is actually kind of coming around full circle. Circle. I didn't even intend it to. <laughs> so what I ended up doing then is I hired a coach. I hired a coach who um, understood that body-mind connection. She was also um, a trained psychologist and um and I worked with her and she changed my life she um had been through the things that I had been through she understood the physiology and the neurology of what was happening in my body but she also um understood like that 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 emotional connection mm-hmm. and so when she helped me work through and process my trauma and my emotions that's when that's when i i felt so much better that's when my life changed and that's when i was like i kind of already know how to do this i just had to get over my own um my own emotional Mm hang-ups which uh for me was i like I was telling you before, like, I'm not, I used to not be a crier. Mm -hmm. I did not feel emotion unless it was like that hard ass, tough as nails. Like I'm a farm girl and I'm an athlete and I don't take shit from anybody that, that whole attitude. Um, I used to work with in a team of women and they were like crying all the time we got together and I'd be like, what the hell? You'd stop crying. We're not (laughs) crying. I was it's like that scene in the League of Legends. There's no baseball. crying in baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? So, um, yeah, I had to learn how to cry again. Mm-hmm. Is basically what it comes down to, and so it's important. Yeah, um, because that gets stuck in your body, yeah. and literally all my old trauma and all my old not crying and holding it in. And it's not even about the crying. It's just allowing yourself to stay in the space of that emotion of sadness or fear or Mm -hmm. disappointment or confusion, whatever it is. 
And so it was monumental because she would make me cry <laughs> in our <laughs> sessions. And it wasn't even that she would make me cry. She would hold space for me to feel safe enough to process and actually feel that emotion with mm -hmm. another person. Because mm -hmm. it's one thing when you're alone and doing it. Um, but when you're with someone who understands and who validates, that validation piece is crucial. Mm -hmm. And so when you're with someone who can validate and tell you you're not wrong for feeling that way, that's absolutely like, of course you would feel that way. Right. Because this huge. happened. Yeah, it is so huge because we're taught that our feelings aren't valid. Right. And that's that whole, you need to be tough and just get over it mm -hmm. mentality. Um, yeah, that whole thing that we're taught to yeah. ignore the tough it's stuff. Awful. It is awful and awful. it manifests in your body. Yeah. And then you feel like you're having a heart attack. Yep. And yeah. So that's um, kind of how my journey into all of this began, because if you talk to anybody who I worked with like 10 years ago, they would be like, oh, yeah, like, Jen, like Jenny's a different person. Like, I am a different person now. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm different, but I'm not different. Yeah. Um, I've learned to embrace... Like, I've learned I'm actually, like, the opposite type of person that I thought I was. Yeah. But it's been completely freeing. Mm -hmm. Like, I actually learned who I am. And that's why I like to help other people do the same. Because it provides so much relief and uh, so much freedom. And, like, you feel, I don't know, you feel like you. Mm. You, f you feel um, stronger and empowered and confident. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what I want for other people. Yeah. It's, it's so important. And then, like you said, for people to have that resource and that person that just gives them mm -hmm. like the okay, like it's okay to feel this way. Like we're going to work through it and figure it out. Yeah. And I'm here for you. Like that's literally yeah. all you need. And when I was working with my coach, like <laughs> it was mind blowing to, well, now it's mind blowing. But at the time, you know, we, we would talk about like my past and different things that happened to me and my traumas and stuff. And she would literally be like, okay, what happened? Mm. And I'd tell her the story. And as I'm telling the story, because in my head, it's been normalized. Mm -hmm. And so then it, it's in my head, it's not a big deal. But then as I'm telling it to like kind of a stranger, like someone who is completely um, separate from that situation. So when I'd explain it to her, as I'm explaining it, I'm like, this sounds kind of fucked up. Mm. Like, whoa. And then, she, and then she'd be like, so this is what happened? And I'd be like, yeah, holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> she'd be like, yeah, mm. that, that wasn't cool. Like, that is a big deal. And like for 20 years, I told myself it wasn't a big deal. I told myself that it was normal. Mm -hmm. I told my, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I had that epiphany on a lot of those situations and how I, you know, I was put in these situations when I was growing up and, and different things, it was so powerful to be like, 
holy shit, that's why I do this. Mm -hmm. Or that's why I feel like this about that. That's why I build up a, a wall around tough emotions. That's why I don't handle, like, that's why I have this behavior pattern around this trigger. And um, so just having that knowledge around, uh, like, understanding my trauma and how it affected my body and my mind and my emotions and really, like, my inner knowing and my spirituality and, like, my belief in myself understanding that peace was the key to my transformation and when you start to learn all of that and put all those pieces together it's completely life-changing um and and so powerful like yeah it'll change your life i can't recommend doing that enough mm-hmm. unless you're the happiest freaking person <laughs> on the planet and like you are probably maybe if you are you've probably already done all that work yeah right Right. Or you're a unicorn <laughs> and you that know how to awesome. do it. And then you have to then share that magic with other people. That's your responsibility. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just, it makes you just feel so much better about yourself. Like aware of yourself, like mm-hmm. who you really are as a person. Like even in my own like mental health journey, like the first, and I think we talked about this, I don't know, a few weeks ago, um, like with anxiety, they were just like, mm-hmm. take these pills and you have to stop. Like, you have to stop thinking that, stop acting that. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'll just, yeah, just magically just stop. stop. Yeah, because that's Trevor. easy because I haven't been doing this for 10 years and trying to stop. Exactly. And it was like, uh, yeah, see ya. Got to go find somebody right. else. And, then, and that's, that's where that, that piece of awareness comes in when you start to identify the patterns that your nervous system put in place to help protect you. You know, our nervous systems are actually very, very smart Mm -hmm. because they're trying to protect us. And what gets us in trouble though, is they protect us over things that don't need protecting. Yes. And then that's why we start seeing the anxiety. Right. Because our, our brain is like, Whoa, hold up danger. And it might not be dangerous. So then that's why you get stuck. And then you ruminate and then you worry because your nervous system is saying, hold up now, we need to play it safe here. We Mm -hmm. can't, we can't do that or we can't like, so, so yeah, when you start to become aware of how your nervous system is inadvertently trying to sabotage (laughs) what you're trying to do. And that's why a lot of people um, can't like follow through with lifestyle changes. Mm -hmm. Because any little change triggers your nervous system into thinking that there's danger. And yep. then you either fight it or you flee or fight or flight you go and freeze or mm-hmm. you fawn, which is you pretend everything is fine and perfect. And yeah. Which yeah. Is awful. Yeah. I've, so. I've been there. I mean, and that's basically mm-hmm. what I did. I attached a certain emotion to a thought I had that I was like, wait, why did that thought just come through my head? And then next mm-hmm. thing I know, that's all I'm thinking about, like for the mm-hmm. next like two, three years of my life. And yeah. I finally found somebody who was like, "No, you're just dealing with intrusive thoughts. Like, mm-hmm. it's not you." I was like, oh, "Not me? Like, I'm not yeah. this person that, that I thought I you. had been." Yeah, right. yeah. And then sure enough, you learn a lot. And here I am, and I haven't, I've never, I mean, never felt better about yeah. myself or mentally, that's and awesome. it's just powerful. Yeah, and that inner voice is what. Oh man, that is 
That's what's that, yeah, and it really has such an impact on us. And what we don't realize is that voice is not you. Mm-hmm. That voice is a, a someone from your past, or developed because of a trauma from your past. Like it's not you; it's a protective mechanism. Mm-hmm. And so every time that voice says you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not enough of you know whatever enough, or you should you know worry about this or you can't do that like that is your nervous system in protection mode mm-hmm. like you just need to stop because yeah. you can't and what it's saying is uh yeah we don't we don't want you to get hurt but then you stay stuck there mm-hmm. right you stay stuck and yep. when you when you start to like when you find someone who can validate you and explain to you um, how this stuff works and that it isn't you and then give you the tools and practices to help get you out of that. That's a game changer. Mm-hmm. It really is. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's so important. You find that person because mm. you need it. Yes. Everybody needs that person. Yeah. And, and it comes in many forms. Like it, some people find that in a counselor or a therapist, you know, or a coach or mentor like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, or even in um, sometimes a friend. You have to be careful with that, though. Sometimes friends aren't the best therapists or <laughs> coaches or mentors because they know too much. Right. right. They're too much emotionally involved. Yeah. And there can be some codependency issues there. So mm. that's not always the best, the best choice. But sometimes it does work out. So it just kind of depends. Yeah. But yeah. Find, um, find I can't person. stress that enough. Find your person. And, and the problem right now is that there's not enough of those people mm-hmm. and there's not enough support um, to make mental health a priority um, that's accessible mm-hmm. to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like everybody should be assigned like an emotional support person at birth. For real. Like, that's i don't know and it, it's just not it's not prioritized in our country at all and that is very much one of the big reasons why we're having the crises that we are in the u.s yeah. around mental health and and all that so mm-hmm. so yeah that's kind of um another reason why i do what i do i'm another option some people don't have a good experience with uh, counselors and therapists and mm-hmm. so um I'm just another, I'm an alternative option. I don't have that, that medical sterile feel yeah, um, that's good. that people don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of hang my hat on that. Like mm-hmm. we build a relationship and we build trust and we, uh, yeah, I, I, I really try to work on that and really listen to people and, and help them from that way, not like a diagnostic big words big scary thing type of way so so yeah it's a different style and it's not for everybody but that's part of what your job is as an individual and your healing journey is to figure out okay what is my style what is a good fit for me and so you kind of need to explore that and it might take some trial and error and that's okay yeah absolutely you know i think that's a perfect segue then to 
telling people how they can reach you. Like, I think that's a perfect oh, okay. ending. I think if people need to reach out to you, like, we should just go there. Okay. Like, if people do want to contact you and they're looking for that, yeah. where's the best place? Where can they go? So you can find me on socials. On Facebook, I'm Jenny Whitens. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Jen Whitens, J-E-N-W-H-I-T-E-N-S. Um, I'll put it all in here. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the show notes. You yeah. can find my, um, you just search any major podcast platform for Shed the Shame and you'll find me. It's Shed the Shame with Jenny Whitens. Uh, let's see, what else? If you want to get a hold of me, just DM me. Otherwise, you can email me at jen at jenwhitenswellness.com that's my business email fancy yeah not really but kind of i guess (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that's all the ways to connect and find me and stalk me and i always tell people go ahead and stalk me yeah why my stuff's out there yeah Yeah. exactly yeah and And if you like if you feel resonant with anything i do or say or because if you haven't already been able to tell, I really kind of keep it real. Mm-hmm. Um, how redundant is that? I really keep it real. Um, just check out yeah. the Instagram reels for that, huh? Yeah, Let's go look at my. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I like having, um, I like infusing humor into my stuff. Absolutely. I also like, um, so I like to do some fun reels, and I like to, but I also do some like punchy in the gut stuff too um it's called balance (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah so check it all out give me a listen and then uh shoot me a shoot me a dm and connect with me i also do um if you're interested in working with me um i do a free one-on-one session to so you can dip your toes in and see if if it feels right, because I don't, I won't work with people if it, if the vibe isn't there, mm-hmm. um, if it feels clunky or hard or like it's not working, then, then it's, I'll try and find you someone who maybe would resonate better with you. Um, so yeah, and I know you do the same thing. That's why we're here. Yeah. So right. I mean, it's, it's, awesome. it's important to do. I mean, you have to do that and you have to <clears throat> work with somebody you feel comfortable with that yeah. they feel comfortable. Like, they can help. Yeah. And I, it's, it's kind of funny because I, I, I kind of like, I put myself out there as like a women's coach, but I do work, um, with adolescent girls as well. So I have a few clients who are teenagers and, um, and that's actually been, uh, been great because I do have that experience being, you know, a middle school teacher mm-hmm. and coach and connecting True. with that age group. And for some reason, connecting with the younger kids comes easy to me. I don't know what it is. It's just probably my youthful heart. <laughs> 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 um, no, I, so I do work with, um, with younger kids. I, I have people reach out. I have moms reach out to me all the time about, you know, helping their kids. And cause that's, um, that's a crisis too. There's a lot of, there are a lot of kids out there who are suffering and, and it's hard to get them help when you can only get them into a counselor or therapist once a month. I right. quickly learned that that is the norm. Um, it is around here anyway. I don't, okay. um, and that's 
I don't understand how that's going to help anybody, but I know they're stretched thin. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I do. And I actually do have a male client too. I had someone reach out to me and they were like, I don't know if you work with men or, you know, someone who does, but I'm looking for somebody. And so I said, well, let's hop on a call and see how it goes. And if it feels good, then we'll continue. And if it doesn't feel good, then I'll try and find someone that maybe will work better for you. And so that's what we did. And obviously the vibe was there. And, and so he's been a client for like a year. So yeah. So yeah, I'm not specifically for women. Um, I'm, I'm pretty flexible. So it just, yeah, the vibe's got to be right. Mm-hmm. That's the main thing. So it's the most important part. Yeah. I, like, absolutely. You guys got to connect. You have to connect. Yeah. And I also like to tell people, like, I will never leave you where you're not feeling good at the mm-hmm. end of our session. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like, oh, it's been an hour. Okay. Bye. See you next week. Right. I, that's not cool i've been in that situation too and it's like wait what we just got to the juicy part what right and now we got to stop like oh that feels icky (laughs) and so i always try to make sure that my client is experiencing um some sort of relief or feeling better and more optimistic um at the end of every single session so Mm. sometimes my sessions are 50 minutes sometimes they're an hour and 50 minutes it just depends i don't uh it's by the session it's not by minute or hour or whatever um so yeah that's 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 the deal yeah i think i think that's a big key point there is like ending on a good note and like that's a big thing with the medical system now like it's so like Mm, minute regimented yes like scripted this is what we got to do this is how it goes yeah five minutes in five minutes out like sorry yeah. But I think the fact that you can it just keep talking. Like yeah, you're not, you're not gonna <laughs> not gonna leave them high and dry. Like that's yeah. That's huge. People need to be cared for. People want yeah. to be cared for. Yeah. And that's that validation piece and building that relationship so they know that they can trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you walk out of an appointment and you don't feel like there has been a connection or any validation, like what is the point of that? Mm-hmm. Like we're here as humans to connect and um, and share this lived experience. And so, so yeah, look for someone who can do that for you. Mm-hmm. Super important. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, I got a few questions for you. Uh-oh. Not that I haven't asked them plenty already. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, and I'm curious to hear them. I'm uh, really, okay. really interested. My first one I want to ask um, What's your favorite, like, I say health loosely. Yeah. It's so wide. What's your favorite health-related book? I know that there's your reader. Yeah, there's a few. Well, first of all, anything um, by Brene Brown or Glennon yeah. um, Doyle, those are great books to help you feel validated mm-hmm. um, because of their experiences. Um, and Brene Brown has done a lot of research on vulnerability, and we're not taught vulnerability we're taught vulnerability is bad so um she really i think the first um like self-help personal growth type book i read was um a Brene brown book and that really like i was like whoa (laughs) that kind of started 
a lot of things for me. Um, but I would say right now, most recently, um, how to do the work by Dr. Nicole LaPera would be my number one. But I've also been dabbling in a lot of um, trauma and somatic hmm. work type books also. So, have yeah. you this is something I wanted to ask you like really early on when you were kind of talking about finding your way, finding the purpose, all that. Have you read the book um The Alchemist? Uh, I feel like I By have Paolo it, Quello. but I, and I've dabbled in it here and there, but I don't think I've read it cover to cover. Like, I feel like you I I listened it. to it. Um I really like the Audible book. It it's probably yeah. my all-time favorite book. Um I like the narration, like I like the narrator and like the story, mm -hmm. but it's basically talking about, it's like this kid going on his path and just kind of mm -hmm. how, when you follow your, your passions and your story, how the entire universe comes together mm -hmm. just to make it happen. Yeah. Like, I forget the exact quote. Um. Okay, now I'm getting it for sure because it was super it's, right up my alley. If I yeah, don't have it, that's what I, I have so many books that I'm just like, yes, I need this book. And then I forget about it. And then yeah, it's been three a, years and I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, I never read that. Yeah, it's not a big one. Like, I think the audio, the audio book, probably like four hours or so. So it's not oh, yeah, terribly long. But quick. yeah, the story. I think I have an audible credit to use. There too. you go. I highly recommend it because mm -hmm. I, I do. I think like when, like I said earlier on, yeah. we were talking or we were talking i thought about it and i wanted to ask you because it's it's like everything just comes together when you want something you follow your true purpose the entire universe yeah comes together to yeah and to so happen. the thing with that is like that's all great but we're taught to ignore our instincts yes and not trust them and so that's part of why you want to have start cultivating awareness of yourself mm -hmm. like capital s self mm like separate word, not yourself, yep. but yourself. Um, so you understand and can tune into what aligns with you because when you can do that, then you can get on that path of knowing what's for you and what's not for you. Mm -hmm. And then when you follow the path of what's for you and what feels good yeah. and what feels right, then that's when like more clarity comes. That's when all these different doors start opening for you like magic. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so cool. And I'll tell you, like, when I quit teaching, a lot of people didn't understand why I would do that. Like, why would you give that up? You know, you decent pay, kind mm -hmm. of. Uh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> you know, benefits, retirement, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> and I'm like, because I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't feel good I don't feel <clears throat> every day when I come to school I feel like an imposter like I shouldn't be here that doesn't feel good to put yourself in that environment every single day where you know you're not supposed to be but everybody around you is telling you you're supposed to be there mm -hmm. and so you listen to everybody around you because we're taught not to trust ourselves right like oh you can't switch profess professions like right you you know went to college for this and then you spent all this money on your master's degree for this and then you know so i was really stuck in this like oh well my parents are going to be mad at me like 
I'm in my, I was in my thirties at the time and I was afraid that my parents were going to mm. be mad at me because I quit teaching, <laughs> which they weren't thrilled, but I had to get over that because I couldn't stay there in that place. Like I, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it anymore. And so a lot of times what happens when you finally make that, what seems like a huge jump to get out of that hamster wheel that you're stuck in. Um, like it takes a lot of going against the grain Mm -hmm. and doing things that feel like you're, uh, you're doing something wrong when all you're doing is following your gut Mm -hmm. and it's never wrong to follow your gut because what's for you is for you. And you have to explore that because we come back to that question. What if? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew what you were going the there. Best fucking thing you ever did. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's the cool piece. That is. That's awesome. I knew I was, I was like, oh, she's bringing that back up. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell where that was going. <laughs> I love it. I'm all for that. That is so good. Uh... <laughs> um, what's your favorite health related activity to do in the Green Bay area? Oh my gosh. You know, honestly, I think that it's just in the summer. So we've established I hate winter. Yes, not winter. Not winter. (laughs) Big struggle right now. But um, in the summer, I really, I think the thing I enjoy most is just like walking or biking the trails around our house. Um, We've got some some decent trails over um, on the west side where I live. And it's like nice. It's mm-hmm. just nice and it's peaceful. And sometimes I go by myself. Um, sometimes I go with my dog. And sometimes I go with my kids. Um, and each time I can um, like savor something different to appreciate and really connect to. Um, so, yeah, just the warmth and sunniness of being outside and even like on the trails, like it's just like this beautiful canopy of trees and it's peaceful mm-hmm. and, you know, just connecting with, with the earth as a way that you can bring calmness and stability to your nervous system. It's, uh, it's huge, it's pretty powerful. It is. That cold grounding stuff is just, yeah. it's massive. Earthing grounding. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm miserable in the winter because I don't go outside. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not, I don't even know if it's cold out this morning. I haven't been outside Today yet. Today is horrible. Yeah, today is horrible. <laughs> yeah, but it's only getting worse. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think that's um, that's it. If you would have asked yeah. me this like four years ago, I would have said going to the gym. Mm-hmm. I was a huge gym rat. Yeah. Um. But um, yeah, that kind of all ended with COVID and all that mm-hmm. mess. So. Yeah. But I have a home gym, so. Perfect. Even better. So there. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. You've given out a ton of this already. Okay. But if you could give somebody like one piece of advice looking to change kind of their lifestyle, kind of getting back on track or changing mm-hmm. to basically looking to make a change in their life, what would that be? Um, so I think it would be to start focusing on slowing down and connecting purposely with your body 
so you can get out of your head and into the present moment and and cultivating awareness around that. So I'm going to say like practicing awareness, mm. which is like kind of a hippie thing to say and it it doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, so I'll try to articulate it a little bit better. Um, what I mean by cultivating awareness is like kind of starting to ask yourself why um, in different situations, you know? So like if you start, just start noticing. I, I think the, the best way I, I put this to people is to just start noticing because it's not like, you know, think about this. And that's kind of hard to do. Mm-hmm. But plant the seed to just start noticing like how like your behavior patterns or where and when you feel stuck um, or what kind of habits you have around certain things like, uh, you know, start becoming aware of your triggers. Like when you feel icky, what happened just before that? Like any kind of icky, either agitated or irritated or annoyed or mad or sad or indifferent is also a feeling like what came before that? What can you connect that to? And then, you know, also see, well, what are the stories that, um, that I believe? What are the beliefs that I've bought into that have made me think and feel this way and have kind of you know, solidified these patterns, these behavior patterns and these habits and the ways of thinking that I've um, subscribed to. And um, when you start to see how your conditioning has formed how you think, that forms how you feel. And that's why a lot of times we feel like we're not in control of our feelings because we don't have awareness around where they're coming from and why. And so the cool thing is when you start to have awareness around that stuff and start connecting the dots, you begin to see what, what patterns and what habits and, and what behaviors and what mindsets, which ones serve you, which ones are good, and which ones hold you back, which ones keep you stuck, which ones keep you like in, you know, maybe a miserable state or a sad state or, you know, a state where like you're feeling like there's more, but you just don't know what that is. Um, Yeah. Start asking yourself, well, where did that, where did that come from? Like, why do I think I have to do X, Y, Z in order to get ABC? Like, why do I think I have to, you know, put everything into my work and family in order to be happy because that's what I've been doing and I sure as hell I'm not happy. What did I do wrong? And we always think it's what did I do wrong when it's been the formula that we've been using all the, you know, the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so if you're struggling with any of that stuff, um, yeah, think about just start, just start noticing why, why do I think that way or why do I feel that way or what is that belief that is keeping me in this space and this mindset? And so that can work with a lot of things that can work with diet and nutrition that can work with, um, you know, emotional health stuff that can work with if you're feeling stuck in your profession. Um, yeah. Family dynamics and relationships, all of it. So there you go. That's what I got for you. Huge. I love it. 
It's great. It's important. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And then, yeah, like I said, um, if people want to reach out to you, we'll mm-hmm. tag all your socials, website, all that jazz in there. Check oh, out the reels. Check out the podcast. <laughs> the shame. It's all, it's all awesome stuff. You're doing great, great. stuff. I mean, Thank you. It's awesome. We'll have to have you guys on, too. I would love to have you guys on Show the Shame. For sure. Make it happen. Let's do it. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jenny. Like, really appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you. Till next time. We'll see you later. If you would like more information about us at Movement Performance and Rehab, or information on one of our guests, or if you have a contact that would be a good guest for this podcast, please send us an email at info at mvmtgb.com. That's info at movementgb.com.